Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Bud from the Constipated Christian. Uh, our last episode we talked about was um, the American church today versus the church in Acts, uh, trying to get back to more of the church in Acts and not so much what we evolved with or, or evolved into to today. So uh, having that in mind is the topic of our discussion and the focus of our discussion of our discussion i want to talk about um something that's going to be uh fairly controversial i'm sure it's not very well accepted by a lot of people but i think it's it's worth mentioning and just kind of thinking about so i'm gonna uh i'd like to entitle this uh, communal living for christ and i know that word commune kind of has a a bad connotation and um but anyway i just uh you know lately i've noticed a lot of churches are wanting to model themselves after the church at acts and um uh like i say last week we talked about the church of over two thousand years ago and what it looked like and how our church today could get back to that church or would we even want to or would it even be impossible or would it even be possible the way we live our lives today and i was thinking about you know i was born in the 40s and um church back then, life back then was just totally different than it is uh, today. So um, if we, uh, one of our pastors at church mentioned that we need to get back to the church 70 years ago, which would be the 1950s. And that was a different, uh, a different type of church, different type of life. I mean, um, you know, with uh, church back then, we didn't, uh, uh, go to church just on Sunday and then leave. We spent a lot of time together uh, uh, during church, after church, going to each other's houses and, you know, just uh, visiting, eating together and then going back to church Sunday night and meeting on Wednesday night. And, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, we actually planted other churches and uh, just, you know, admittedly, we didn't have a lot of distractions back then. We didn't have everything that we have now. Uh, now so things weren't invented back then that computers and cell phones and all this um, stuff we have today. So, um, you know, um, part of my my leaning might be towards that progress isn't necessarily uh, going forward and uh, are trying to draw closer to the Lord. It could be um, impeding us sometimes, I think. So, like I said, I'm going to get a lot of uh, pushback from this. And a lot of people I've talked to, they don't agree with what I'm saying, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, so basically, you know, uh, let's just go back to the church and or, or just life in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. I mean, uh, the speed of life just was not what it is today, just much slower. We just, uh, the church looked much slower. Um, it's like I say, more inviting people meeting together and just uh, getting together and uh, spending a lot of time together. You know, visiting and relationships was a big deal back then. We just did not have much else but uh you know besides each other and uh, you know, i used to think that's kind of a bad thing but now i'm thinking like you know wow maybe that's uh, what we need to get more of so you know and even our um i studied architecture and uh, back in the 70s at uh, cal poly and i think i've told you this before but um you know we talked about um just the design of houses how it's changed you know back in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s. I remember houses, maybe not so much in the early 60s, but uh, the 40s and 50s, uh, houses seemed like they all had front porches. Uh, 
as people walk by the neighborhood, they, um, you know, people went out and talked to each other. I mean, they were sitting on their porch there. People would stop and talk to each other. And, uh, you know, even if we weren't out in our front porches, um, just people dropping by, you know, we didn't have, uh, cell phones or, um, people would not necessarily call and, and uh, announce they were coming by that literally they would say I was in the neighborhood knock on the door. And I was in the neighborhood and just, um, you know, thought I'd drop by, but when they rang the doorbell, I mean, everyone would just run to the door and see what it was, it was almost like an exciting little moment or whatever, but contrast that to today, doorbell rings unannounced. I mean, uh, you know, we freeze in place, duck down. We don't answer the door, uh, you know. So it's just a whole different mindset, it seems like. You know, we don't want to be interrupted. don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be, I have to take time out of my day or whatever. <clears throat> so, um, uh, you know, another couple of things I was thinking about uh, in this architecture thing, is, you know, is seemingly unimportant or uh, very low priority. But as it turned out, our, our instructor was saying that these things were, you know, really impacting our lives, you know, the uh, changing the front porch to just the backyards and uh, these little backyard respites that we have. And I'll talk about that in, in a second. But, uh, you know, just the, uh, the uh, garage door opener, seemingly just simple thing or whatever. Prior to the garage door opener, you'd come home, you'd have to get out of your car, open the garage door. Your neighbor might be watering his lawn or outside doing some gardening or whatever, sitting out in the front, and just an opportunity for you to stop and talk to him before you went inside. Uh, the automatic sprinklers was another one. You know, again, people out there watering their lawns by hand, setting their sprinklers, uh, just opportunities to talk to each other. I think of my parents just being out in the front yard talking to people as they were watering lawns. The you know, the, the, the newspaper delivery, now that I'm talking, the kid driving or riding by, uh, delivering the newspaper, people went out and get the newspaper. And again, these opportunities to talk to each other. And I remember our instructor was talking about this. It was saying that, uh, you know, you might know the guy to the left of you, the guy to the right of you, but it may be across the street, but you're not going to know many of your neighbors. And we don't really make an effort to, uh, to get to know our neighbors. So, <clears throat> um, and as I said, they're just uh, the, these were simpler times. There were times that we didn't have a, a lot going on or whatever. So um, just that lack of, I, I guess, having things to do uh, kind of forced us to build relationships and be with one another and just uh, enjoy each other's company, you know. So, um, you know, and I just mentioned this stuff today that because if we, uh, sounds like I'm digressing, but uh, but I know that if we, want to get back to the church in acts uh we don't have to just uh or you know we not only have to think about changing our churches we have to think about changing our lives i mean our, our lifestyles have to change so um you know it, i have to go back and read the scriptures about what the church was uh in acts was like and how they lived and of course we all know the you know the acts acts two um church and, and, I'll, and I'll read it in a second but um, you know uh, what our generation has become today doesn't seem like it, it it has a lot to do with the church in acts or how they live their lives or if we were going to follow their example you know and uh, I know this is a new generation where 2,000 years removed from that and a lot has happened you know in the in the past 2,000 years and uh, you know, but I also have to go back to was the Bible uh, as applicable today 
there is the Bible as applicable today as it was 2,000 years ago. I, I mentioned this before, but a Billy Graham message, uh, one of the lines he took out of it that, uh, or, or, or that he said that I, that I took away from that was that, you know, God will not conform to any generation. So, I mean, God is God. Christ is Christ. The, the word was written. It is what it is, you know. So, um, I know it's, uh, uh, you know, we're so far removed from that. I mean, 2,000 years ago, you know, it just uh, uh, is it's it's not on our face it's not in tv it's not um, what the peer pressure is of our society and the world's wisdom and on we just have all these things pressing on us about where we should be how we should live what life should look like and i, I sometimes i you know, as i say i just think we've come so far that we've just gotten away from the church you know and just what life was back then so you know even just uh, as i say going back you know like 50 60 70 years ago 80 years ago, I don't remember uh, many of the moms uh, working. You know, we had this uh, single family income and your mom is home. And uh, uh, I don't know, just the people would be visiting over at your house sometimes. And, um, you know, once they, I, I can't remember, you know, what it was, I read something about, I think it was like the Reaganonics or Reagan years or whatever. But uh, somewhere around there, like, let's say the 60s and uh, 70s, we started to have a two income family, you know, your mom went to work and um, you know, it, it just kind of changed the, the uh, uh, that's as far back or the earliest I can remember is things kind of changing, you know, for my life or whatever, but, you know, and then we, uh, came up with the, uh, the, uh, the term, uh, latchkey, uh, kids, you know, so, um, I, I, I always wondered what the, the, uh, latchkey thing, you know, uh, how that affected us or whatever, but, um, so, um, Anyway, just uh, I'm I wanting I digress. I do that a lot. But, um, so if we want to get back to the you know to the how they lived in the church in Acts, and I and I just want to read this. I'm just going to go real quick. I, I know everybody knows it, but uh, I like to go back to the verse uh, you know to the earlier verse, which uh, Peter says that um, you know we need to do this, or or why we are doing this is, is to save save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And I think that poignant thought, I think it's in verse, um, I can't remember what verse it is, maybe 40, something like that. But um, it, uh, that's a very poignant uh, thing to think about, that um, sometimes, you know, we are part of this generation, but also sometimes we have to think about saving ourselves from this generation. So, you know, we're not of the world, we're of Christ. So it's Christ's wisdom, not the world's wisdom. So anyway, just real quick. Uh, the scripture reads that uh, they devoted themselves, uh, you know, the apostles te- uh, to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs performed by believers were together, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Everyone or every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were or those who are are uh, being saved so you know how often did they meet together how often did they get together uh it, it was daily you know they were either in the temple or they were in, the, in each other's homes praying and fellowshipping and worshiping and eating together and um so i mean that that doesn't look like the church in acts today or even our lives today so 
you know, how would we even get back to that uh, or, or, or even some semblance of that? How could we say, well, gosh, that, the, you know, things are so, um, we can't do that today because we have so much going on. We have to, you know, more of the, you know, housing costs so much in cars and repairs. And uh, we have to have some time for ourselves. We have to be able to relax and uh, enjoy, you know, we need some leisure time. We need to take vacations and just on and on. So, and I get all that. I mean, I'm retired now. So, I mean, I, I don't have to go to work and it's easier for me to talk about this than it was when I was working. And I probably couldn't even talk about this stuff when I was working because I would have a different mindset. But if I think about stripping everything away in the world and just talking about or, or imagining myself living 2000 years ago, or, or like I say, 70 years ago, even just to get back to that simpler, slower time and uh, talking about communal living, you know, uh, what would it like or what would it be like to be like in a commune or, or just, uh, you know, just uh, a group of people committed, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, searching after craving the Great Commission just to go out into all the world and to save souls. I mean, that's basically what we are. Uh, that's the greatest, uh, I mean, that's the greatest thing on Christ's mind, you know, is to, you know, the Great Commission to go out and save others and talk about uh, uh, Christ and, and um, you know, how we live. And and again, I, I don't want to just keep going back to this living thing, but, um, you know, it it would involve uh, a lot of sacrificing. It would, it would be, uh, surrendering to the scriptures you know read the scripture i've talked about this before read it don't try to interpret it just read it and do it but you know realistically uh it, it would be something and again i don't have the uh the you know the model for all this or whatever but uh i'm sure there's different ways of doing this but you know one way to do it would be that uh, uh when i was going to college we um <clears throat> had a uh, i think it was uh USC, I can't remember what the, what the dean's name, but I worked for a couple of architects down there. And one of the projects they had was to um, to buy a piece of property. I don't remember how they got it at the county or something or donations or whatever, subdivided into 30 or 40 different uh, lots or whatever. And the, uh, the actual uh, people that were screened to build these houses were required to put in sweat equity and um, you know, we, we had to build all 40 houses before anybody could move in and, and this kind of thing. And so everybody worked on, you know, from digging the foundations to laying the forms and pouring the, all the concrete and the walls and sheetrock, sheetrock tape and texture and the electrical and the roofs and windows. And I mean, it was just a, uh, it was just a very communal uh, effort to get everybody and not just me, but or not just my house, but you know, um, all 30 or 40 of them, you know, the women would cook and it was just a beautiful time. I, I, I'd never experienced anything like that before. But uh, as I think back on that, I mean, they saved so much money, you know, I mean, I can't remember what houses cost back then, but I, let's say they might have cost $20,000 or something. And I think we got everybody in for like less than 10 or I don't know, five to $10,000 or whatever. So the savings was astronomical. Some of them were able to <clears throat> Uh, get people to help them pay the house off right off the bat, or they had a very low mortgage. I mean, you know, a $30,000 loan or something would be, gosh, like 300 bucks or something a month. I'm thinking back in the day and 10,000 would be, you know, like a hundred dollars or something, I guess. But anyway, uh, the, uh, the idea being that 
it would free themselves up. I mean, and this wasn't for the purpose of um, having a community for Christ, but it was just a, a way of taking off uh, all this weight on people that uh, they didn't have to, uh, you know, devote a, a large portion of their life just to uh, make mortgage payments. And, you know, uh, in, in, in this community, this imaginary community that I'm coming up with, I mean, people that would be um, uh, able to, you know, repair cars and uh, they, they would help each other with their cars. Uh, you know, we would share the food, um, uh, you know, travel would be limited. I mean, we'd even have to think about uh, the type of clothes that we're going to wear. Are we going to wear expensive clothes? And I mean, just everything would would be different, admittedly. So uh, it, it's a it's a hard thing for me to sell because, like I say, a lot of people say, "Geez, I worked all my life. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that or whatever." And it just seems pointless. But um, you know. There are people out there, and I've met them, that uh, if somebody was willing to do this, a group of 15, 20 people want to band together just to, just to totally devote their life to Christ, I mean, they would help them, <clears throat> you know, buy property or maybe break off some land that they have and uh, donate it to them. Or uh, there are people that would be willing to do this. And <clears throat> as we are working together, you know, we would even uh, think about pooling our, our money and our resources until we got to the point to where we're self-sufficient or very close to that or whatever. So, <clears throat> you know, the whole idea just to get back to the, you know, to the church in Acts, we say we can't do that because of all the stuff that we're doing today. And I agree, if we just keep doing what we're doing today, we can't get back to that um, that whole lifestyle or whatever. But but that that, that whole lifestyle included the church in Acts and that church in Acts was so very important. <clears throat> we talked about this last week, how we've strayed away from that and how we have uh, so many things that are uh, pushing on us or pulling on us. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked about all this uh, stuff before about even sports and, um, you know, just everything that, that, that we do extra, um, you know, vacations and downtime and Netflix and binge watching and on and on, you know, could we take some of that time to devote to <clears throat> helping each other to, you know, come up with a community that, um, you know, might take a year or something to get this going. But um, anyway, I just thought I would put that out there to you, just, uh, you know, kind of communal living for Christ, I think is what I want to call this. And just think about if we were all together on one accord, trying to do just uh, receive the Great Commission and just act it out, what would that look like? You know, if we didn't have any mortgage payments or car repairs or we just we're not devoting our life to our ourselves or just individually so you know there's the old saying or the a lot of our pastors uh, you know sign off on things about uh, you know we, we are stronger together so um anyway that was just my food for thought um <clears throat> uh you know i uh love you guys i thank you all for listening i think we're way over 200 episodes or listens now or whatever but i just want to say thank you. I'll try to come up with another one on Friday. Uh, God bless everybody. And just um, don't ever take this as it's me preaching to you or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in this with you together. And, I, and I'm always trying to figure out how we can come closer to Christ. You know, we draw closer to Christ, he'll draw closer to us. So I'm always thinking that sometimes when things don't work out and we're not doing stuff right or things don't happen, we're not drawing close enough to Christ.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. Wherever you're listening, be sure to follow, subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. As always, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org to listen to previous episodes, as well as find how-to guides on how to live out your faith. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.